0: I'm Jim and this is On The Left Side, The Funny Football Show. If you like this show and you want to help us out, then please make sure you leave a review on iTunes or wherever it is you find your podcasts. But first, listen to this. It's Liverpool on penalties in Istanbul again. And this time it's for the UEFA Super Cup. We are only two weeks into the Premier League season and already the big boys are setting out their stalls and picking up exactly where they left off last season. City are getting royally pissed off by VAR, Spurs are showing promising form which will no doubt abandon them come the end of the season and Liverpool are picking up those European trophies. Last week saw Liverpool win the European no-one-cares-about-it-unless-you-win-it Cup or, as it's otherwise known, the European Super Cup after some penalty heroics from substitute keeper Adrian. This is the last of the initial ten against Adrian. And saved! He is the hero which prompted Jürgen Klopp into one of his trademark hilarious post-match interviews. Adrian, big night for him, he really enjoyed himself. What a story! Adrian! Like Rocky! Always a good sign of a joke when you have to explain it afterwards, right? Suddenly, this all makes sense. A few eyebrows were raised when Liverpool swooped for the ex-West Ham keeper Adrian San Miguel. Surely he wasn't the kind of player that would take Liverpool to the next level, but now I realise there was so much more to it. Do you remember way back in August the last year when Klopp, talking about his team's fight for the Premier League title, made this comment? The Champions Manchester City, they didn't lose any player, they brought in Mares. We are still Rocky Balboa and not Ivan Drago. We are the one who have to do more, to fight more, to, to do all this, all these things. Yep, Jürgen loves a Rocky reference. Is it possible that he sanctioned the signing of Adrian just because of his love of the Rocky franchise? I'm pretty sure if there was a second division left-back called Apollo Creed, then there would have been a £25 million bid stuck in from the red half of Liverpool, such as this Sly Stallone loving. You just watch. When Liverpool use their winter break for a training camp in Russia, where the whole squad get holed up in an abandoned cottage and have to carry logs through the snow and chop down massive trees, then you'll see I'm right. Speaking of talismanic motivational managers, Newcastle United are finding out just how talismanic and motivational former boss Rafa Benitez really was after beginning their new life in the Premier League, having swapped the former Real Madrid and Liverpool boss and two times winner of the UEFA Manager of the Year award for Steve Bruce. It's the footballing equivalent of trading in your Aston Martin for a Ford Fiesta with no MOT and no wheels or an engine that's on fire and got whole city relegated he did get whole city relegated didn't he uh yeah and birmingham city as well wow who would have thought that would go badly oh yeah everyone did apart from mike ashley If Newcastle United were left in any doubt as to how long and arduous this season is going to feel, then seeing newly promoted Norwich score three goals against them should have probably left them in no uncertainty at all. Incidentally, the man who scored all of those Norwich City goals, Timu Pukki's name literally translates in Finnish to Billy Goat. Even Lionel Messi can't claim that his name means goat, and if that's not a good sign, I don't know what is. Steve Bruce, on the other hand, well, he was said to be so angry with his team after the match that he cancelled their plans for a Sunday day off and called them in for extra training. But seeing as they seem to take most of Saturday off, you can't feel too sorry for them. No doubt these latest events are going to prompt fans to once again protest about the running of the club, as they have done before, but maybe this time they just need to take a leaf out of the book of Union Berlin. We've seen the burning of shirts before, we've seen match boycotts, we've seen protest marches, but I think this is the first time I've ever seen an atmosphere boycott before. During Union's first game in the Bundesliga this weekend, the team's fans refused to make any noise or sing any songs during a 15-minute silent protest about how their opposition, RB Leipzig's owners, Red Bull, ran the club, which they think isn't a proper football team. No noise at all, just eerie silence. It sends quite a powerful message, doesn't it? Particularly to the owners of Manchester City, who are no doubt wondering how they can create such a vibrant and electric atmosphere at their next home game. Right now, just down the road from the Etihad, one of the most important stories in football is currently developing, and it concerns the future of Bury FC. Bury FC is a club with an uncertain future so uncertain in fact that by the time you listen to this podcast they may no longer exist the season may well have kicked off for other teams in the league weeks ago but they are yet to kick a ball in anger after the football league decided that their financial situation was so perilous that they were unlikely to make it through till next May or maybe even next week now, whilst I can imagine if you're a Crystal Palace fan, right now the idea of missing the first five weeks of competitive football would seem like a great idea, but for Barry, it's far more serious. The club has become embroiled in a row between Steve Dale and the players and the staff at the club, who it would appear have not been paid. A row which even boiled over onto talk sport this week, as the owner chatted live to midfielder Stephen Dawson discussing the unpaid wages. Listen, Chairman, they haven't bothered to pay us in months. You can say you tried to save the club. The end of it all, get your money and leave the club, or otherwise, this club is no more. Ask Mr. Dawson, did he receive from the beginning 50% of his wages? Had the PFA paid you up to the CBA 50% of your wages? Yes yeah, or no? Paid us two months' wage. No, their wages the Paid you four months. Hang on. So Dale is denying that the players have only had two months' wages but he does say they've had 50% of four months wages. Isn't 50% of four months, two months? With that kind of accounting, it's easy to see how this club got into such a mess in the first place. It's amazing that just down the road in Manchester, United fans moan about the Glazers' ownership of the club and how they've only invested £80 million in the world's most expensive centre-back, yet here, there is a club fighting for its life players who could lose their homes and their livelihoods and a community about to have its footballing heart ripped out. The thing is, Steve Dale says he's willing to sell the club, which could solve all these problems. A club he bought back in December of last year for just 1 pound, but his asking price to sell the club is anywhere between 4 and 8 million pounds depending on what reports you read. That's a markup of 4 million percent, which I guess you'd call a decent return. I'm no business expert, but if I did end up on Dragon's Den being offered a four million pound payoff from a one pound investment, I think I'd smell a rat and pass the offer on to Deborah Meaden. Come on. You can file that kind of deal under magic beans in the realism stakes. And yes, I realize that for a funny football show, this bit's not very funny, but that's because it's not very funny. It's just a bit sad. This isn't a club that had aspirations for playing in the Champions League or a fan base that think they should be taking away trips to football's biggest grounds. They just want to step out their front doors on a Saturday and go and watch the team they love, the team they grew up watching with their dad. And by the time you next watch your team, their chances of doing that could be about as realistic as VAR not being discussed during match of the day this week. I think it's fair to say that it's not necessarily VAR's fault. Back in 2017, Bury made headlines by creating the first cashless stadium in English football. Right now, it looks like they might have taken the whole cashless thing a step too far. As for the owner, Stephen Dale, well, not only is he seemingly refusing to sell the club, but he's also bickering and criticising constantly with the Football League, the very people that he really needs help from if the club is going to have any future at all. So, with those kind of tactics, he should be alright. Because if it all goes tits up for Barry, at least Dale's showing the perfect skill set to replace Boris Johnson in negotiating Brexit. That's it for this latest adventure into the left side of football. We'll be back next week with another show. Please make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss that. And give us a follow on Twitter, at OnTheLeftSide, for even more footballing nonsense. Until next time, goodbye. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson.